So, in continuation of what we explored about discernment last week, for those that wasn't in attendance last week, we talked about discernment. Discernment is uh, seeing things for what they really are before they even manifest or um, to be able to distinguish what's what without even uh, doing any homework. Um, As Christians, that's a gift that the Holy Spirit offers to us is a spirit of discernment to be able to see somebody for who they really are. Okay. So in these end times that we live in right now, it's important that we activate the spirit of discernment. And that's something that everyone here should be praying for because times are getting harder and worse where you're not going to know who's who. And now that they have these AIs, they introducing these AIs in the world. You don't know if this person is a human or a demon. OK, so you need to be able to activate your Holy Spirit and uh, with discernment. OK, so. As we dig deeper in the topic of spiritual vigilance and battle against the forces of darkness, it's important for us to know we have to arm ourselves with discernment. Okay, it's a vital role in the company that we keep and how it can in- impact our ability to discern God's direction in our life. As we study the word of God, may we become steadfast warriors for truth and light. Okay, so as Christians, it's kind of hard. In, in the beginning of your walk to find other people that are Christians and that believe what you believe, you know, because I know for me, I have tons of friends that's, you know, not not Christians or don't want don't have a desire to know more about God. But they cool people, they good people, but they don't have the heart for God that I do. That doesn't make them horrible people. But as Christians, you need to be around people that have a heart for God. You need to have people that pour into you, pour in uh, godly wisdom to you, people that love on you, people that you can share your testimony with or share when you're going through struggles. Because we all struggle with trying to walk an upright life for God. It's not easy. We have all types of temptations around us and we live in sin. Okay, so it's important that we fellowship with one another in group settings like this. Okay, so the first the first thing that we need to arm ourselves with when it comes to these demonic presence in our lives is the armor of God, the full armor of God. So in Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, I'll just uh, somebody can read it if they want. Y'all have y'all Bibles out. If not, I'll move. I'll read it for y'all. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Somebody want to read it? I got a king. All right. Who was that? Sure. So we reading out the King James Version, but if you don't have that, you can um, read whatever you have. Let me know when you're there. I'm getting in myself. 
you got it or you want me to read it? Can you repeat the verse, please? It's Ephesians 6, um, verse 11 through 18. I'm going to read it, and then you read the next one, okay? So, it's Ephesians 6, that's the armor of God, okay? 11 through 18. It says, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching too, thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So I'm going to break that down, okay? Ephesians 6, 11 through 18 implores us to put on the full armor of God to stand against the wiles of the devil. This armor mentioned earlier includes the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. This divine armor not only guards us from the attacks of the enemy, but it also enhances our ability to discern God's will. Okay. So with that said is, if you... It's studying your word when you go in the Bible study, when you go into church, when you fellowshipping with other Christians, when you focusing your energy on him, that's your shield. That's your shield because nothing in this word is a lie. So if God said you will be blessed, you you're gonna be blessed. God said, Yeah, the enemy's gonna attack, but nothing will harm you, nothing's gonna harm you. But we have to trust that word and give him back that word. So God, you said this, you said this in your word, give it back to him. You said this won't go happy because this, and I believe in you and I'm committed to you. Okay. That's the breastplate of righteousness because you, you have a righteous spirit because your heart and mind is continued to be focused on him. Okay. So the second thing is discerning false teachers. Okay. So some people may come into your life 
and they may say oh i'm i'm prophet blah 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 or you know oh i'm this bishop da 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 or this pastor da, da, da. it doesn't matter who the person is test the spirit by the spirit this is something that i tell y'all all the time anything that i teach or show y'all or talk about in this word make sure it's backed up by scripture any scriptures that i give you go back and read that study to show yourself approved because there's so many false teachers that's going to give you wrong information and you walking life thinking you all everything is all good you doing everything right and you could be doing something traditionally that is wrong because a lot of traditions that's in the church god didn't put that in place God didn't put that in place that we have to um, we have to do certain things in the church. If it's not in His Word, why are we doing it? Okay, it, there's nothing in the in the Word that says that a woman can't come in come to church with pants on. I've seen some churches say, "Oh, you can't wear pants in here as a woman, or you can't look a certain way." That God says, "Come as you are." Okay, but see, traditionally, false prophets will come to you and with this arrogance on them as if what they say is right and it can be all wrong. And that keeps people away from Christ. Nobody want to go to church, the city of church and feel like they're being judged. Yes, as Christians, we supposed to teach and edify. Edify means in a hand. Yes, it's important for us to do that. But it's not our job to change a person. Because the more and more we I teach or any um, person that's in Christ and is a leader, if they're teaching proper um, scriptures, they're going to change their lives on their own. They don't need you to ridicule them. Okay? So again, test the spirit by the spirit. Ask these pastors, what, let me see the scripture. Can you give me the scripture? I want to look into it. Ask questions. Okay? Matthew 7, 15 warns us about false prophets who come disguised as sheep, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. These deceitful individuals can lead us astray from the true path of Christ. It's imperative then that we scrutinize the teaching of those who claim spiritual authority over, the, over us, but immersing ourselves in scripture and cultivating a deep relationship with God, we can discern the authenticity of those who claim to speak on his behalf. Somebody read Matthew 7, 15 and tell me what that say. Erica says she'll read it. Who? Ashton? Okay, go ahead, Ashton. Read it for us. Oh, Erica, I'm sorry. Oh, come on, Erica, baby. Let, come on, read the scripture for us. <laughs> Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, amen. No, you fine. You fine. Y'all have any questions about those two things? To being able to discern who these people are and who sent them? Y'all have any questions about the false teachers or the armor of God before we move on? I assume everybody is good. So the third one is the company we keep. 
Proverbs 13, 20 teaches us, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffer harm. Our associations play a significant role in shaping our spiritual journey. The people we spend time with, whether friends, co-workers, or acquaintances, can either uplift us and encourage our faith or erode our convictions. The company we keep has the potential to either sharpen or dull our ability to, to discern God's direction in our lives. So have y'all ever heard that term, iron sharpen iron? Y'all ever heard that term? Iron sharpens yes. iron? That means, yes. yeah. So th- this is what they're saying. So if I'm around, prime example. Now, I used to, I used to curse heavily, right? Um, The more and more I curse, I was cool with it. I was fine with it. And then people around me that may not curse, I've been encouraging them to curse. Or somebody that's uh, doing something so out of order that doesn't align with God and his word, I'm going to eventually do that. And it's just, that's what the word says. We followers of who we hang with. We are, what's the saying? You are who you hang with. That saying is true. So I know for me, like, if I used to, and I'm going to be transparent, if I used to hang with hoes, what would you think people would associate me with? They would associate with me as being a hoe, right? Okay. Right? Okay. That's true. Okay. So compromising on God's direction. This way I want to hear what y'all have to say about it. Okay. And Psalms 1, 1 through 2 warns us against walking in the counsel of the wicked, standing in the path of sinners, or sitting in the seat of mockers. When we compromise on the company we keep and allow ourselves to be influenced by ungodly values and worldviews, we risk compromising on God's direction in our life. The voice around us can drown out the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit and lead us away from the path God has set before us. Do y'all understand what that means? Compromising on God's direction? Yeah. Okay, so I'm explaining, right? Like basically. Go ahead, yeah. Isaiah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, what is it basically trying to say, like, uh, like, I don't know, like, when you want to do something else, like, you just choosing his way would be, like, the better way of doing I don't know. So, let me explain it to you, right? So, if, say, for instance, I had, I was a drug addict. I had an addiction problem, right? And all my friends was addicts, right? They were still addicts. I just so happened to be the one that got clean, right? If I if I hang around them, right, and continue to smell the drugs or whatever, however, whatever the vice is, right, wouldn't you think it'd be likely I would relapse, right? So that means I'm compromising my sobriety. I'm compromising myself. I know it's wrong, but I'm going to sit in it. So here's the thing. As Christians, I feel like when you accept them as your savior, right, life don't automatically get easier. And I really despise when the churches be like, oh, yeah, 
everything in your life is going to change for the better and it's going to be good and it's going to no be realistic with people be real with people let them know yeah because you made a decision to put god first and to try him and to trust him the enemy is going to attack you more so that means you got to be heavily in prayer you got to stay in your word you got to be around godly people to encourage you and uplift you because the road going to get hard and we live in a world that's demonic and we trying to live a godly life in a demonic world. So that's the real piece that people really should be saying at church to people. Oh, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to stay with you to help you in, on your journey on this book. Okay. So we, it's easier to compromise. Yeah. So that's a way that we compromise. You know, so us as Christians, when you see somebody on this line that they going through something, make sure you pull them up. Make sure you encourage them because this walk not easy. It's not easy because compromising is so easy to do. Have you th- thought about this? When you deepen your sin, it's easy. It's fun. You turning up, you lit, you having a great time. But when you trying to turn your life around and do something different and get closer to God, you notice how I get a little difficult. I I know for me, if I say, if God say, Tish, get in his word and study, study to show yourself approved to be who you are. Sit down and get in this word. I open the Bible and automatically start yawning, getting sleepy, about to pick up the phone, scroll Instagram. The distractions. The flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, right? Anybody have any uh, questions about compromising on God's direction? Because this is a heavy one. Because a lot of us as Christians compromise and we out of order. I just have to say it. There's no more times in our life because time is winding down. Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. It's not a lot of time in our lives for us to continue to be um, compromised. And like, uh, no. And a lot of these pastors is giving you this bubblegum preaching, preaching motivational speaking. Nobody is telling you, nah, this is a little out of order, but you, God loves you and you can get better. But let me give you this truth. Prime example, and I'm going to just say it, Joe Osteen, great, great pastor, a great motivational speaker. He not quoting no scriptures out the Bible, not one. Great motivational speaker. But when you come out of that, that space where you're ready to go to the next level, it's time for you to get deeper in this word. Okay, I understand this. this I understand this part. The motivational speaking, all of that is great. Okay, but I need more. What's next? Okay. So this is where we study to show ourselves approved. Okay. And that will help us with discernment. And compromising on God. We just something that we have to grow from. I had to grow from uh, smoking weed. With my friends. Mm-hmm. I had to grow from that. And I'm sure certain vices that we that others all here had to grow from. Okay, but we got to learn that compromising pushes us further away from him. Any questions? Any questions, y'all? All right, so I'm going to move on to the next. No. Thing. All right. 
So I'm going to move on to the next piece is accountability and discernment. And I spoke about accountability already. To bolster our ability to discern God's direction amidst of worldly voices, we must surround ourselves with accountability partners and fellow believers who share our commitment to the truth. I'm going to say it again. Isaiah has held me accountable. Erica has held me accountable because when I thought I was going to have a good time on a Sunday, I thought I was going to turn up and go to the brunch. I got a message on um, what time is Bible study? What time are we tapping in? But I needed that because I need to be obedient to the call that God have on my life. Tish, get, come on now. You, you, you got Bible study. Get, Get yourself together. Come on. All right. So accountability and discernment is to discern his direction. And we must surround ourselves with accountability partners and fellow believers who share commitment to the truth. Somebody read Proverbs 27 and 17. Proverbs 27 and 17. And you could just read when you get there. Don't matter. Vanessa, you want to read? You can read too if you want. I read. Okay. All right. I'm trusting. All right. Good. Hey. Uh, iron sharp, sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth mm-hmm. the counter. Right. Amen. Amen. All right. Iron sharpens iron. Okay. It emphasizes the importance of mutual encouragement and guidance by engaging in meaningful conversations, sharing our struggles, seeking counsel from those who walk closely with God. We create a supportive network that aids our discernment process. As we, as we, close out this topic at nine. Let us reflect on the vital role of the company we keep in our journey of discernment, okay? By adorning ourselves with the armor of God, scrutinizing the teaching of others, and surrounding ourselves with godly influence, we create a great defense against the forces that seek to lead us astray. As we continue our group our bible studies together may our commitment to discernment and our dedication to walk alongside fellow believers shine as a beacon of light in the world often clouded by compromise and confusion let us stand firm equipped with discernment in our determination to faithfully answer the question who sent you okay so i want y'all tonight to think about somebody in our space that we it could be past or present that always make us angry and upset or make you do something that you know that's out of order uh, of what God had for you think about that person and that they impacting you in your life okay because usually the people that's not supposed to be in your life is always pulling at you They're not pouring nothing in you but insecurities, depression, okay? Um, Just all kinds of negative things, unclean spurs, uh, all kinds of things. 
that's not of God. If they not supposed to be in your life, they pouring all that mess on you and draining you of all the goodness that God has placed there. Okay? Because I know people that I've had in my life that I know God ain't sent. I was depressed. I had insecurities. I was drinking myself into a deeper depression. I never got in my Bible. (laughs) And go to church was certainly out the window. Okay? So this time in our life is so critical. And I want y'all to get this, that this life is not promised. It's not promised to last tomorrow. And it's important that we get it now. Okay. And I'm sure we're going to make mistakes. We're human and we live, we live in our flesh, but we got to learn to operate outside of our flesh. That's why we got to pray for the spirit of discernment to see who in the world is around us. And when I think about the people that I've had in my life and my circle that wasn't sent by God, I look back and say, I would have been further along if I just would have, I wouldn't have had them in my life altogether. Have y'all ever had a situation where y'all had girlfriends that mess with guys and you feel like this man dragging her down? She just doing bad when she with him. I know it's some of the women on the phone, everybody had that girlfriend. You have? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's the same thing. It's same thing. So just think about who's around y'all. And I advise if you don't have any anointing oil from me, make sure we connect because we need to cleanse our space. Because the people that we welcome in our homes and around us in our circles and they coming in, really, a lot of times the people be right there hating on you. Don't like you for real. Or using you for whatever it is. Coming in your home with unclean spirit. I need you to anoint yourself and anoint your home. That if any unclean spirit comes to this doorstep, they won't come in. Okay? I've had situations where I anoint my front door. I had people that stand on my porch. No, I won't come in. I already know who you are. Because you won't come in here. I anointed my home so your spirit ain't right. You ain't coming in here. And I don't even have to tell you not welcome. But because I anointed my home, you ain't coming in here with no unclean spirit. Knowing you gonna want to. So I need y'all to think about who sent you. Okay? Think about compromises that we make. I feel like churches, a lot of churches today, we don't talk about the compromises that we're making. Okay? We're not talking about discerning spirits. We're not talking about that. So I want y'all to dig deep in yourself because it's going to take some time to think about if they ain't right, how important it is to get rid of them. And get rid of them in peace. Pray this prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, if anybody that is near me that don't have my best wishes at heart, don't support me, don't love me genuinely, don't want to see me succeed and be happy, remove them in peace. It's important that you say peace because if you say if you don't say peace, it come it end with all this chaos. Some relationships should just dry up. Or they could fall off the face of the earth, never call your phone again. 
Every time I've ever prayed that prayer, I've lost contact with them people. And it hurts. Some of them is cool. But when the ones that's not supposed to be in your life, it hurts. It don't feel good. But we got to understand that we have to trust God. So when you're going through the pain of releasing whoever and whatever that is unclean in your life, that's not of God and they not for you. Just say to God, I trust you because you had my best interest at heart. Okay, so I encourage y'all to get with one another, like stay connected with each other to pour into each other. When you see somebody is struggling with something, help them pray for them, not P.R.E.Y. on them, but really P.R.A.Y. with them. Because in these times, people need it and you never know what people are going through. So many of us are going through things that they would never feel comfortable with sharing or had tragedies that happened in their life that they never would want to discuss with people. So it's important that we show godly, godly love to people and grace. Okay, everybody not going to come prepackaged, all cleaned up, speaking right, uh, looking right. Uh Uh-uh. You let God fix that. We can't judge anybody because we didn't God. We don't want nobody to judge us. And in this world, it's not easy. So share your stories with people to let them see the, tr- the authenticity of your story as you grow closer to God, because people appreciate transparency because they feel like they're not alone. Because this walk feel alone, y'all. It's not easy. Okay. So I really appreciate everybody that tapped in tonight. Um, tonight's study, by the grace of God, we have a podcast that you can go back and listen to this Bible study again. Okay. Um, I'll send you guys the link if you ever want to go back and listen to some of the teachings that we've already discussed um, and share it with somebody. And I thank God that everybody that's here, I appreciate y'all so much. And I hope that y'all got something from study tonight, that something resonated with your spirit that you needed to hear, because it certainly blessed my spirit. And it really did make me think about the company that I keep. Okay. I love y'all to life. Like I not to death. I love y'all to life. And I value each and every one of y'all. And, um, If it's anything that I can do to assist you on your walk with God, connect with me. Okay. Y'all have any questions? Any questions about what we talked about tonight? Hi. Hi. Any questions tonight? No. Okay, y'all have a good night because Drew is ready to get all of my attention. So y'all know I got to go be grandma. So y'all have a blessed night. And I will see you guys Sunday and Wednesday. So if you want to connect to me, connect with me before then, y'all know how to reach me. Y'all have an amazing night. Pray us out. Uh, can you can you pray us out now, Zay? Yeah, I can pray us out. All right, pray us out for it. 
All right, thank you, God, for bringing everybody with us tonight. I pray that everybody got the word that they needed in the season, in the way that they needed to receive it, and can take it and utilize it throughout the rest of the week and throughout the rest of the, you know, their life. I pray that everybody has a good night and good week, and everybody feels good. Amen. 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 Good night, y'all. Thank y'all for coming. I love y'all so much. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> hey, Liam, boo, I didn't even see you in here. <laughs> Hi, boo. <laughs> hey, good night, boo. Good, 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 good. I'm going to text you in a minute. Sis, I'm glad you're here. Okay, boo. <laughs> Ness. Ness. I love you. Huh? I love you. I love you too.